1: Christ in you, the hope of glory. What an amazing statement the Apostle Paul makes. And indeed, if Christ is in us and we do have the hope of glory, that should bear out some fruit in our lives. And that's exactly what we're looking at today. A variety of scriptures lay before us as we take a look at the fruits of righteousness, holiness, the Spirit, heartfelt worship, every good works, the fruit of service, and the fruit of giving. It's all straight ahead on today's broadcast of Way of Grace from Grace
2: Bible Church in Hayward. Here's Pastor Jessica Stanton. There are a lot of Christians who live on the excrement of secularism the filth and perversion and excrement of this secular world. That's their diet. They wallow in it. And when you wallow in excrement, guess what you smell like? Now watch this, hang out with me for a moment. And you wonder why mature, discerning believers who prefer excellence over excrement Don't want to even hang out with you. Because spiritually they pick up on your worldviews. And the way you talk. And how unbiblical your counsel is. And how carnal you are. And they know, you know, I know that track. That track doesn't lead to God's glory. It doesn't lead to his honor. It does not lead there. These are worldly wise people. They are not biblically wise. They're worldly wise. And according to God, all the works of men is dong. It stinks to God. And a lot of Christians are in that camp. Yes, sir. Can, I, can I be real with it? Right, so when Paul says here that you may approve of the things that are excellent, that you may be sincere and without offense until the day of Christ, that means you are to build on biblical knowledge in order that you might honor God in your life in ways by which, when things come up, you can avoid scandal. You can avoid offense. You can avoid being trapped by the doo-doo that other people wallow in. Am I making it clear? Right? It's important for you to get it because these are the fruits that God is calling us to. Verse 11, here it is. Being filled with the what? Fruits of righteousness, which are by who? See what Paul said? Christ is the one that produces it in you. You can't produce the fruits of righteousness. But in order for the fruits of righteousness to be in you, you got to take God's word serious. You got to take communion and fellowship with God. You got to be dependent upon the grace of God and the Spirit of God to work in you what you can't work in yourself. Lord, change my mind. Lord, change my heart. Lord, make your glory supreme in my soul. Lord, you have become the joy of my life. Lord, help me to discern everything that not move, does not move me. In a direction towards you keep me from evil keep me from evil keep me from evil can i keep talking i'm almost done can i keep talking so we're talking about the communion the fruit of communion the fruit of repentance the fruit of evangelism the fruit of righteousness Christ's righteousness affirmed and believed, Christ's righteousness received and experienced, and then Christ's righteousness produced in us and born by us, which is a mark of the kingdom of God. I've said it before. Romans 14, 17 gives us the mark. The kingdom of God is not meat and drink, but righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. Right? When you meet mature believers that are really walking with Jesus, I'm going to give you a secret. They're happy, even in their mess, even in their mess. I have a ton of troubles in my life all the time, all the time. You don't have time for me to tell you all the stuff going on with me, and I don't want to hear yours. (laughs) Stay with me for a moment, but you're not going to find me with my head cast down. You're not finding Pastor Jesse going, woe is me. Why? Because I prefer by the grace of God to drink from the well of grace, remember where I came from, remember where I'm going, enjoy my communion with God, and give him the glory for me being an object of grace. I'd rather be happy in Jesus and let you know about it than for somehow to get you to cater to my problems. God is more glorified by me preferring to keep my eyes on him and my hope in him than to get all y'all to agree with me. Jesse going through all kind of troubles. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Rejoicing in spite. Rejoicing in spite of. His goodness is worth me transcending my trouble. His glory allows me to hurdle over my pain because I know I have an expected end. See, at the end of my trouble, at the end of my trouble is an infinite resource of wealth and treasures unimaginable. I has not seen, ear have not heard what God has for this brother at the end of my troubles. So I operate out of what is called grown folk joy. Y'all know what grown folk joy is? Grown folk joy is when you can cook a pot of beans and some cornbread and get your joy on in spite of the fact that you got all kind of trouble going on in your life. Grown folk joy. And you can come sit and have a bowl with me. And when you do, I'm not going to talk about my troubles and I'm going to encourage you to not to talk about yours. Let's talk about the God that made the beans and made the cornmeal and knows how to keep a brother. That's what I'm going to talk about. That's what I'm going to talk about. Because I know one day I'm going to be eating steak and filet mignon. God promised it to me. He's going to prepare a table for me in glory. And I'm going to be eating fat lambs and fat calves for all eternity. Here it is. So the order in which I laid these out, they're not axiomatic, but they help. The fruit of communion will lead to repentance. Repentance. I love the the parable that our Lord gave, and I'm going to be preaching it in a couple weeks. It's the parable of the prodigal son. In In Luke 15, Christ gave three parables. The parable of the lost sheep, the parable of the lost coin, and the parable of the lost prodigal son. They're all one parable from three different angles. Now in all three of those parables, God is the one who rescues the lost. In all three of those parables, repentance takes place on the human level because he remembers how good God has been to him. And at the end of repentance is rejoicing. In all three accounts, there's celebration. Rejoice with me, I found my lamb. Rejoice with me, I found my coin. Rejoice with me, my son is home. Listen, ladies and gentlemen, God means for you and I to rejoice in our fellowship with him watch this now so the fruits of righteousness which are by jesus christ are the work in your life and mine by which our lives change enough for men to have a credible consideration of our testimony as believers don't nobody need to believe i'm a believer if my life is jacked up don't even listen to me now i'm not going to tell you i'm perfect but what i am going to tell you is i know one who is And I'm going to tell you that I am committed to the one who is, and his grace is able to move me in a direction, a trajectory of obedience to him. Do you believe that? We call it the power of the gospel. But that moves us to the next point. Here it is, holiness. The fruits of holiness. Do you see it? Do you see what that says? All right, this is important. The fruit of holiness. Every one of these fruits use the term fruit carpos in their context. Romans 6:22 and then Hebrews 12:12. 12, 12. Why do you and I want to take holiness seriously? Because the goal of the devil is always always to keep you contaminated. His goal is to keep you separated from fellowship with God. The goal of the devil is to always keep you in a compromised position. And what that means is you will lose the ability to maintain the joy and the confidence that comes with communion with the lover of your soul. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? See, see, when you really are committed to holiness, you prioritize your life so that you don't allow everything in the world to break your fellowship with God. The most important thing is your fellowship with God. Here it is. But now being made free from sin, you become the servants of God and you have your fruit unto what? And the end thereof what? If holiness leads to everlasting life, that's what I want. Now, holiness is not how you dress. Holiness is not what you smoke or don't smoke. Holiness is not about the external things that religious folk put on you. Will you hear me? Holiness is you and Jesus. That's holiness. When you see a person that's holy, you see a person who is committed to closeness to God. And that closeness is going to prioritize their decision-making. Holiness is, I prefer spending time with my Savior. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? I want to keep it simple. Hebrews 12, 12. Hebrews 12, 12. You've heard it before. Wherefore, um, let me see. Wherefore, lift up the hands which hang down and the feeble knees. Verse 13. And make straight paths for your feet, lest that which be lame be turned out of way, but rather let it be healed. Verse 14. Let me see. Follow peace with all men and what? Without which no man shall what? Oh, I love this. Now, I'm told some of us that in our immaturity, you know what you like? You like trouble. There are some of us who we just look for mess. Where the trouble at? Where the trouble at? Who in trouble? I want to get in on some of that. I'm bored. I'm bored. There are some of us who love drama. Who love to get their nose into people's business. Am I telling the truth? It's a distraction. It's a distraction from your walk with God. You want to be in everybody else's business. But your business with God. And that's what a lot of people do waste a 24 hour a day in this, that, and the other thing. Ramped up, stimulated, distracted, overcome, bowed, troubled. And what you do is you forfeit your peace with God. Because I can tell you when you walk close to God, He's going to give you peace, He's going to put a shield of peace around you. He's going to put a bulwark around you because he enjoys your fellowship. And he ain't going to let nobody interrupt your fellowship with him. When you get close to God, it's going to get quiet. Yes. Right? You're going to you're gonna have to just uh, jones through the heebie-jeebies of drama. Jones through it until you get cool. It's repentance. But you know, sister girl ain't always hitting at it no more. Why? Because she's used to the quiet, calm, still waters of fellowship with God. See, you can say no to the president. You can say no to the Congress. You can say no to everybody for God in Christ. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? Say no. Say no. I ain't got time. No, I ain't got time. Not today. Not right now. Maybe next week, but maybe not. But maybe not. Because I want to enrich my fellowship with my God. Because walking with him is going to change my life. His holiness is going to rub off on me. And I'm going to be more like him. Are you guys hearing me? See, whenever you hang out with somebody, you become like them. Yeah. Association leads to what? Assimilation. Association leads to assimilation. Number seven. Number six, let's get through our last four: the fruit of the spirit. You guys know the nine fruits? Pull them up. Ephesians 5:22. I'm just going to utter them and keep moving, but I definitely want to get through all 10 of these for you today. Nope. Ephesians chapter 5, 6, verse 22, Ephesians 6. I'm sorry, Galatians 5. Galatians 5. Here we go. But the fruit of the Spirit is what? Joy and what? Stop for a second. Look at those three. See them? You see how the Spirit of God guided Paul to deal with characteristics in a walk where Spirit reigns? How that what prevails is love, peace, and joy. Y'all see that? Love, peace, and These are going to be dominant attributes when you're actually walking with God. When you're not walking with God, the love is diminished. The peace is diminished. The joy is diminished. Are you guys hearing me? The flesh does not operate in this massive beauty called love. Love, joy, peace, long-suffering. You can't do that in the flesh. Gentleness. You see it? You guys see that? Goodness. And what? Faith. Here's the next set of categories, verse 23. Meekness, temperance, those are nine fruits. Now, you and I, no doubt, don't have all of them, but we have some of them. We really do. If you're a believer, you have some. Now, you have an opportunity to aim at the others if you want to. You get to say, Lord, you know I am not as meek as I need to be. There's something about my life that does not allow me to, to enjoy you at the level of joy. Lord, sometimes I can be a little bit short-tempered, not as long-suffering as I need to be. you hear what I'm saying? Yes, so now you can go to work on that. Lord, help me with that. Help me with that. It's you producing it in me, not me. But I really do want to bear those fruits. I want you to be glorified in my life. Next one. Next one. Pull it up to our next one. Going back then. So let's deal with number seven. The fruit of what? Heartfelt worship. Amazing. One verse, Hebrews thirteen fifteen. Hebrews 13, 15. Here's what God says. By him, that is Jesus Christ, therefore let us offer sacrifice of praise to who? What does the writer describe our praise as? A sacrifice. Do you see it? He describes our praise as a sacrifice to God. How? Continually. That is the fruit of our lips giving what? Ladies and gentlemen, please hear me. Your worship should be described by that verse. Your worship should be described by praise and thanksgiving and joy in the Lord. That that would be a fruit that would come out of your life when you're walking with God. Listen, you come in here sometimes and you never have worshipped. You came in, you didn't worship, you might have heard, but you didn't worship. And you left having never worshipped. Did y'all hear what I just stated? You came in, but you didn't come in worshipping. You might have heard something, but you didn't worship because worship is prompted from the inside based on what God has already done for you. You come in with your hands up. You come in with your mouth open. You come in thanking God for having kept you another day. You come in thanking him for another Sabbath, another Sunday, another day of worship. This is the day that the Lord has made. You come in rejoicing. You come in rejoicing. Somebody in the next seat ought to hear you. Amazing to me. God have mercy. Scares me to death. You, are, you can never be closer to heaven than worship. Now you don't need to distract anybody because some of us are narcissists. Lord, 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 Lord. Give me some room so I can worship. That ain't what we're talking about. That ain't what we're talking about. Now, next, somebody, next time somebody do that, take your cell phone out, turn at them, and take a picture of them. And put it up on Facebook and go, this is not how you worship God. <laughs> Number eight, the fruit of every good work. Good works are a fruit. Do you guys got that? Colossians 1.10, one verse. Colossians 1.10. That you might work, work, walk worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing, being what? fruitful in every good work. Listen, ladies and gentlemen, it doesn't matter what the work is for the Lord. It, it really does have to be work for the Lord. But I want you to get this. God wants you to be fruitful in it. There are some of us who work for the Lord and the quality doesn't increase. The effectiveness doesn't increase. The adornment of the gospel doesn't increase. It's just flat line. And what Paul is saying is, when you and I are walking in fellowship with God, every good work ought to be fruitful. In other words, you want God to show you that he approves of what you're doing. Am I making some sense? You, all you're doing is a little this, a little that, but God can bless that. Do you know that? He can make that increase. Your 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 you parents are dealing with your kids. He can bless your labor of love and work of faith with them. Can he do that? And he can show you how he approves of your heartfelt commitment to your child. He can do that on your job. He can do that for those of us who are behind the scenes doing ministry. Well here. Yeah, I don't even want I, I hope, I hope that my ushers are nice to y'all when y'all come in. I hope they don't just go here. Here. Here, yeah. 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 here. Because our attitudes are everything. Attitudes are everything. I think we're on number nine. The fruit of service. First Thessalonians one four. I'll call this in reach and outreach for the body of Christ. Care for home and then care for the world. Here's what Paul said. Knowing, brother and beloved, your election of God. Now, we believe in election. We believe that God chose us. We didn't choose him. God called us. We didn't call him. God saved us. We didn't save him. We don't add to God's glory. He just shares his glory with us through Christ. But now, here's what it looks like. Look at verse 5. Here's what it looks like. Knowing, brother and beloved, your election of God. Ooh, let me see. Go back to verse 3. I don't want to go there. Go back to verse 3. Remembering without ceasing your what of faith? And your labor of what? And your patience of what? In the Lord Jesus Christ, in the sight of God our Father. Now verse 4 says, you have affirmed your election by the fact that your commitment to Christ has worked itself out in a labor of love and a work of faith. See, God doesn't want us to simply be running off at the mouth. So I got one more to go, and I'm going to just ask you the question. I'm going to ask you the question as we get ready to partake of the Lord's table. Now, I'm glad, I'm glad you have been patient with me today on this. The final one is the fruit of giving. Do you see that? And I brought that down last. Because I'm going to treat it in a message in about a month or so called in honor of uh, stewardship. It's a bigger principle than money. But notice what Paul said in Romans 15, 26. Paul knew that the gospel required sacrifice on all of our part and not only what we say and what we do, but how we pull out, I ain't even got a dollar on me, how we pull out money and put in the offering box. You guys got that? Yes, Listen to the language. For it hath pleased them of Macedonia and Achaia to make a certain contribution for the poor saints which are at Jerusalem. Do you see that? Verse 27. It hath pleased them verily, and their debtors they are. For if the Gentiles have been made partakers of their spiritual things, their duty is also to minister unto them in what? That means what? Money. Verse 28. Is there verse 28? Uh, Oh, here it is. When therefore I have performed this and have sealed to them this what? I will come by you into Spain. Paul knew that when we do the offering here, we're paying bills and we're supporting the work of the gospel, missionary work, all kind of stuff. That's what we're doing. You know what he calls that? Fruit. Are you hearing me? Stay with me now because all you're doing is taking the money. It's a seed. It's getting planted and things are getting done. The only way that act, which we're about to do, gets mitigated is if you really don't know the Lord. Remember point number one? It's all only fruitful if you're in communion with Him. If you're not in communion with Him when you give money, nothing happens. Not in terms of heaven with you. But if if you have God as your Father, every time you give, God uses it for His glory. And you are storing up in heaven a treasure. Pastor Jesse didn't say that, Christ did. Didn't he say that? And how difficult you may struggle with that? That's a good struggle, isn't it? If, if, if I, in labors of love and work of faith, do stuff down here that ends up with treasures in heaven, I may not know how that go, but I can't wait to get there to find out what is my treasure. What did I accrue by God's grace down here on the earth since God says he that cometh unto God must believe that he is and is a rewarder of them that what diligently seek him. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for your patience. Amen.
1: Such a wonderful time here in God's word. It's our hope and prayer that you're growing in grace as you take the time to study God's Word with us. We thank you for joining us. This is Way of Grace, the ministry of Grace Bible Church in Hayward. We would leave you with an invitation. If you enjoyed the time you've had with us today studying God's Word, please consider this a formal invitation to join us in person. Sunday services at Grace Bible Church in Hayward are at 11 a.m. Sunday schools at 10. And then, of course, the Friday Bible study. We've got a lot of folks from all over and from a variety of churches joining us Friday evenings at 8 p.m. for this Bible study. You're invited to either one. We're located at 20450 royal avenue that's here in hayward and the zip code is 94541 you can also get directions at our website grace-bible.com again that's grace-bible.com or simply call for directions 510-886-9782 that's 510-886-9782 as always, we have CDs available. You can download the messages off our website or call us and order a CD of today's broadcast or any program that you have heard here on Way of Grace. We'd be more than happy to get one out to you. You can call us at 510-886-9782 or stop by our website, grace-bible.com. We do thank you for spending time with us today. First, we'll see you next time we get together for another broadcast of Way of Grace with Pastor Jessica Stan. they
2: might say, we love Jesus